Hello listeners, it's Caleb, and I'm here in post-production to make a few announcements before we get into the episode. I know I usually don't do stuff in like the very, very beginning like this, before the music and all that, but I didn't have time to get all of my information together at the time of the recording, but I'm also just wasting time with unnecessary exposition right now. So I'll get right into what I have to say. First off, voting on the ridiculous horror movie poll for the month of March is concluding about three days after the release of this episode. So if you want to hear a discussion regarding Malignant, Zombievers, Ice Cream Man, or Killer Condom, head over to patreon.com slash fast to vote before it ends, because like I said, it's ending in like three days after the release of this. Some of this month's bonus content highlights are... An Atomic Dog, full movie, video commentary with my friend Nia. You guys know Nia. She's been on the show a bunch of times. We did I Know You, or I Know Who Killed Me with Lindsay Lohan, uh, Contracted, a bunch of other stuff. And an initial thought discussion on Scream 5 and Texas Chainsaw 22. And I also get a FaceTime call from Brie while I'm watching some Ed and Lorraine Warren videos. And there's much, much more. That's just, you know, those are some of the highlight things from the month. In addition, you may have noticed, or you're going to notice during this episode for the first time, that there is a slight increase in advertisements throughout the show, and I just want to say that I appreciate everyone who understands that podcasting is now my full-time job, so because of that, advertisements are very important and necessary for me to make a living. And I also understand that not everyone is a fan of advertisements, so I do want to remind everyone that for $3 a month, you can join the Patreon for not only early access to episodes that you hear right on this feed, like this episode right here, but they're also 100% ad-free. Sometimes they're audio, sometimes they're like full video unedited versions, but they're always there. They're always advertisement-free. Because I know there's kind of like, I don't know, some controversy or talks or whatever you'd want to call it when it comes to advertising and podcasts, so I am doing my best to place them in the least interruptive spots. Interruptive. Interruptive? Why why do I feel like that's not a word right now? Intrusive. That's why. Intrusive is the word I'm looking for. I'm trying to put them in the least intrusive spots, you know, because I'm trying not to obstruct your conversation. Now I feel like I'm just using a lot of T words. But anyway, anyway, I just hope that you all understand that Papa needs a new pair of shoes. (laughs) Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, you guys can find everything I just mentioned on patreon.com slash horror soup. So now, let's get back to the show. We have a really cool episode for you guys today, Worlds Within from 2021, featuring my good buddy James from Night Shift Video, Suck Your Blood, all that good stuff. And let's roll. The obedience, my little deviants, together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup, and the last thing you will find is the spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies, there's a nasty surprise in there. Party people, do we have an episode for you today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're just out here ripping big waves in California, dude. You know, we're just riding down the 210, bro. Riding down the Kentucky Airways. And hey, do you know Kim's coming out to California next month? Or no, this month. No. This month, actually. Yeah? Kim's going to be here, like, at the end of this month, and I'm going to... Subject her into a um, 72-hour live feed of watching every Amityville in a row, and we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a really great time. 
I have, a, I have a feeling she's going to avoid seeing you at all costs is, is what you actually mean. Here's the thing, though. She already sent me the Airbnb. I already have the listing, so I already have all the information, so she can try to do it, but it's already booked. Like, it's already here, so, like, she can try to avoid this all she wants, but it is happening. Dang. So, Kim, I mean, just, guys, be prepared for a 72-hour Amityville live stream with your hosts, Caleb and Kim Wilson. You know that Kim is very excited. Caleb and Kim Wilson? Uh, not in like a marriage way, but like, I don't know. <laughs> if we buy the Amityville house together, we might have to get married like just for like pure principle out of it, you know? I mean, like we will be um, uh, George and Kathy Lutz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the ones that didn't. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones that didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the, yeah, not the DeFeos. We'll be George and Kathy Lutz. Not the DeFeos. <laughs> Not the DeFeos. <laughs> and, you know, we'll live a long, happy Amityville life with 72-hour live streams from an Airbnb in sunny California. Yay, yay. It's, it's going to be great. Shout out, shout out, Kim. Shout out, Kim. Kim can't wait. She told me to tell you guys that she can't wait, that she's very excited. I'm sure that's exactly what she said. Yeah, no, she said, I cannot wait, comma, Caleb, for Amityville, period. <laughs> There was like a little bit of some like there was some you know structural er- errors in the in the in the, in the <laughs> sentence, but um... <laughs> was 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 over. Was it supposed to be? I cannot wait for Amityville to be over. No, no, no. She just didn't like punctuate well. But like it, mm. you know, we we got the message in total. Like yeah, o- right. overall, overall, we got we got the message. All right. So she's she's making me do uh, do the errors in my sentence. Yeah. What the. F- fuck are we even talking about we're doing a seance for <laughs> for george and kathy lutz in the spirit of george and kathy lutz and in the spirit of amdeville and um i guess we'll toss josh groban in there i don't know what he has to do with this but i think the name groban is really funny so josh groban you're involved in our seance if you want to do another seance maybe you could be here next time and we'll do a seance for like someone else okay welcome to horror soup guys I'm Caleb. <laughs> I got James with me right here from Night Shift Video. Wait, is NFZ, is NSV13 still the thing you search on? Because I looked it up the other day and I saw Night Shift, so I'm... <laughs> just it's just the Night Shift, guy. Okay, okay, okay. Night, Night Shift vi- James right here from Night Shift. Anyway, I want to do a quick thanks to um, Leo on Patreon for picking this movie real quick because I just realized right now, I know I usually do that at the end, but I realized right now that I didn't, well, I already knew, I told James, I didn't write down my full timeline for this, so you're probably going to hear a cut from me in the beginning or the end of this where I'm saying things that I need to say for this episode because I fell asleep earlier from like 10 o'clock to like 3 p.m. Like, I know, like, privilege <laughs> is shining through right now. Like, it's it's bussing. But, like, <laughs> that happened. And I woke up and then I watched this movie and I was like, shit, like, I don't remember what I have to say in the beginning and the end of this. So I'll just do that <laughs> later. And I realized I also didn't write down that. Thank, like thanks to Leo because Leo picked this. We were actually on like I was doing a Twitch stream um a couple of weeks ago. Like I, it was probably a month or two ago. Honestly, I had a bunch of other picks going on because Anthony fucking Carrera was going crazy with the Underworld shit, like back Jeez. to fucking back. And you know what's crazy? He didn't pick Underworld for the next pick. Really? We're done with Underworld, baby. We're done. But I want to watch <laughs> the next two now. Hell no, we're done, baby. Oh, I like how we ended the last episode. Like, all right, fuck it. Let's see what's happening next. It's done. It's over. Fuck. It's over. 
I mean, not that I can't just watch a movie. I mean, you could, like, we could, but like, I'm not, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> man. Dude, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I got other picks going on right now. I need to get through this list and I'm just like thankful that a part of this list is an underworld right now. <laughs> Fuck, bro. <laughs> Disappointed. I'm kind of happy. I was very genuinely surprised. I was like, all right, Anthony, give me the next underworld and then your other pick. <laughs> and then he was like, so guess what? not underworld and i was like oh shit okay <laughs> but anyway back to the story i was on the twitch stream and leo was like hey i got a pick for you uh go watch worlds within trailer right now and then i watched it and i was like oh this is a movie i want to watch and the reason being because this is a ubisoft movie ubisoft 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 it's ubisoft i think it's ubisoft i think americans say ubisoft but i, I think that they pronounce it ubisoft ubisoft sounds better to me it sounds like the just like you know when you think, think something something else way to but say that it. yeah it feels like the correct way um it's an ubisoft movie <laughs> don't fucking laugh at me <laughs> and i was an avid player of the video game werewolves within it's a vr game i think i might have even I feel like I've even mentioned it on this show in the past before because I tell people about it like all the time. Anytime I talk about a video game that I really like or specifically anytime I ever mention VR or something, I mention this game because Wells yeah. Within was my fucking favorite. I know I told you about it before like in the past. You've told me about it, yeah. I fucking love Worlds Within. It's pretty much, I mean, I guess I'll explain it for people that don't know. It's basically, it's based off of a card game from what I know, but in the VR game, there's like eight of you, I think like six to eight of you that sit in a circle, and then you're all assigned a role at the beginning. Like you could be a townsperson, or you could be a werewolf, or like someone who's on the werewolf side. So actually, I'm just going to say all the roles right now before we get into it, because I feel like it would be good to know, because I, I do kind of want to talk about like the parallels between this and the game. If sure. there is any or like what there is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Basically, you have villagers, which is like or like townspeople, I think. And you have different roles in that. A villager, they basically don't do anything. But I'm just going to read the roles right off the cards right here. So yeah. a villager may appoint a ringleader and ringleaders vote count double in the voting phase. So how the game works is that you're all trying to figure out who the werewolf is. There's people assigned the team in the very beginning. And at the end, there's a voting phase. It's basically, okay, Among Us went crazy mainstream like a couple years ago. Right, right. Everyone knows what Among Us is, pretty much. Worlds Within is Among Us before Among Us was a thing. Right. Except there isn't running around and, like, killing people and stuff. You just... It's all just conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's just the debate part, the deceit, all that stuff. So, in the end, you have a voting phase, and, yeah, the villager can appoint someone to vote again vote twice vote twice basically you right. also have a tracker and the tracker listens for werewolves on one side of the game or of the group so pretty much like you're sitting in this circle with eight people if you're a tracker you can um look to the left of you or to the right of you and then you can see like which person is a werewolf basically and the reason like all this stuff works like it might sound like because it's a very complicated game to like get into and like actually play like it takes like fucking sure yeah. good amount of games to understand it really it's all about, like, you know, trying to prove who you are or trying to lie about who you are, you know, to, like, get the win. So the tracker can see exactly who a werewolf is. But, you know, it all comes down to if you believe that person's tracker or not and, you know, if they have the proof to back it up and if it lines up with everything else going on. Um, I just want to explain that before I go into the other things. Astrologer, they gaze at the stars to learn one role definitely in play. So that's just, like, you have some roles that are, like, drifters and, like, tracker and, like, watcher and other stuff, like some of the ones we mentioned, yeah. some that I haven't mentioned yet. But not all of those roles are in every single game of Worlds Within. So they learn whether or not someone's there. 
The Drifter learns two roles not in play, pretty much the same thing. Gossip says over time they learn the role of two players, one true and one possibly false. The Watcher learns two roles for a player, one true and one false. The Houndsman may scent adjacent players' roles. Saint prays to learn the identity of a werewolf, and then the werewolves win if they all vote for the saint, which is pretty okay. much like if the werewolf yeah. kills that person. There you go. They win. Right. And then the werewolf. The werewolves are the people that you're trying to vote out there. Or if you're if you are a werewolf, you know, you're the you're the bad person and you're trying to convince everyone that you're not a werewolf. But right. there's also a turn cloak, which I feel like I'm gonna say right off the bat, I feel like most of these roles I don't know, maybe I just didn't watch enough videos or I didn't like pay attention enough, but I feel like a lot of these roles weren't here because I know all these roles kind of like the back of my hand at this point. And I was mm -hmm. kind of looking for them as it was going i was like okay so who's gonna be the werewolf who's gonna be the turn right. cloak which next up the, is the turn cloak they pretty much count as a townsfolk like they're a good person like they're on the townsfolk side with the villagers and everyone else but they know who the werewolves are and they win if the werewolf wins and then you have a deviant who only wins if they're eliminated but they're pretty much like the liar of the group like they're trying to convince you they are a werewolf and I almost feel like that might be one of the only roles very apparent in this movie. Yes. There wasn't a ton that I saw, but I don't know. I do want to like, I do want, like, I want to say that out loud so that if anyone's seen this movie or if anyone's going to watch it after this, or if you could pick up on anything while we're talking about this, if you, you know, we can learn together and be like, Hey, maybe someone's the gossip or maybe someone's the tracker, or the astrologer, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't really think a lot of it applies. Yeah. I don't think they went into that much depth. I don't think with, so. With, with that. I really don't. Some some of them might line up, and maybe that's more coincidence. I, I don't think that was necessarily a, a priority. To me, this was a modern game of Clue with like some like inspiration from the game Werewolves Within. This was a modern version of the movie Clue, but... That's what I mean, the movie Clue. Mansion. Yes, this is Clue. It's 100% Clue, or like Agatha Christie's and then there were none. Right. It's just all the same shit. So... <laughs> yeah, it's Knives Out. It's, it's, I haven't seen Knives Out. It's good. It's a good one. It's, it's the same thing, but it's a good one. It's got your favorite, it's got your favorite director. Was that the Star Wars director? It was, wasn't it? Is that piece of shit? What's his name again? Um, Ryan, jo Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Fucking Ryan Johnson. That fucking asshole. That piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So Worlds Within 2021 is what we're talking about today. It's starring Dustin's mother from Stranger Things. What? Dustin's mother from Stranger Things. Is it really? Catherine Curtin. The old lady. She was a... That's a, really a, Dustin's mother? That's Dustin's mom from Stranger Things. The lady who owns the house? Yeah. Dang. I thought I knew her from a lot of other things, but then I looked at her roles and I was like, I don't think I know you from a lot of other things. I think I just know you from Stranger Things. I didn't catch that. We also had Don from Hunt, Wayne Duvall. Okay. I didn't watch Hunt. <laughs> I nope. just know I just know people like that movie, so I'm like, uh, someone might yell at me if I don't mention this guy. Yeah, fantastic. Don't know what that is. Don't know who that is. Okay, well, you might know this one. I only wrote this one down for you. We have uh, Guillermo de la Cruz from What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. RV Gillen? Is that his name? Gillen? Probably. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I didn't watch the show. I've been watching the show. I just started watching the show. You've been telling me to watch the movie and the show for like probably the better part of like three years now. Yeah, well, I always just kind of like had the show on and then like finally I was like, hey, I'm going to watch the show. 
you know? Is that the whole story? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's just something that I would have on in the background, you know, the little goofy horror comedy and like look up and be like, uh-huh, when I'm working on something. And then like over the last maybe two months was I was like, hey, I'm going to actually watch that show. Okay, so was it the movie that you've been telling me to watch for a long time? I haven't seen it, but we were doing oh. a vam- we were doing a vampire show, and I oh. said, this is a vampire movie we can watch sometime. I thought you liked the like movie and the show like a lot or something, and that's why you kept telling me to watch it. I like the show a lot now. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like a, like a giant <laughs> fan or something. I don't know. I guess I was just under the wrong impression. I like it. Uh, I would not consider myself a giant fan. I know a lot about like the show, because like, Jemaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords... Uh, created the movie, and then the movie spun off into the show, but I haven't actually seen it. Well, as for the rest of the audience, I'll mention a few people later, but right now I do want to do a quick shout-out, because Milana Vantrub? Vantrub. Vantrub. I think it's Vantrub. Vantrub. AT&T lady. The fuck, dude. See, that's what, that's the real kicker of this movie. I was staring at this chick's face. For an hour and a half, and I fucking knew that I knew who she was, and I couldn't figure it out, and I went to her IMDb, and I look at, like, everything, and I'm like, maybe I just don't know who she is. Maybe she just looks like someone that I know or something. She looks like someone else, maybe. And then finally, I hop on a FaceTime with James. He's like, oh, yeah, the AT&T lady. I'm like, that's that's who she is. That's the girl. (laughs) That's exactly where I know her from. I've seen, like, a million of her fucking commercials. Which, I mean, is there not, like an imdb for commercials i mean i know that sounds ridiculous but james there's some major nerds who will keep track of that stuff right james i am on imdb for being on the morbid podcast i feel like if i'm on imdb for being on a podcast commercials should 100 be on imdb yeah i'm sure there are people who keep track of that stuff and will you know help build the database like yeah I don't get why it wouldn't be. I feel like some, like, I mean, this chick's commercial roles are definitely, I, I know her way more for those than any of her movie roles that I've seen. And I mean, like, she does have a fair amount of roles. That's not like, I'm not trying to discredit her as an actress, but <laughs> right. I saw her on my TV for years and years so many times that her face and voice is like ingrained in my mind that even when I didn't know who she was, it was like destroying me and I knew who she was. Right. So, and I mean, like, Flo from Progressive. I was getting ready to say, it's like if Flo was in a movie, and you were like, who is that? Okay, yeah, that is different, though, because I don't know. I, even though this chick is, I feel like, pretty much <laughs> just as recognizable as Flo. I feel like Flo is just Flo. Like, Flo... I think I think this chick's just, like, the new Flo. I know that it's completely different companies. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like like maybe people younger than us will, like, see this chick as Flo. You know what What's- I mean? What's that one commercial where that dude's like on the phone? It sounds like he's like dirty talking to a chick and his wife comes down and he's like, oh, she's wearing khakis. uh, Jeff from State Farm? Yeah. It's like, I feel like she's a little more in the Jeff from State Farm category where it's like, I know her and like I recognize her, but I might not like just get it immediately, you know? Right, right, right. But I also think she's way cooler than not Jeff from State Farm, but the dude who was talking to Jeff from State Farm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I like this chick. And honestly, I liked her in this role, too. Like, I think she played it well. I think it went over pretty good. I like her. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it might have just been, like, a biased thing in my head where I was like, I don't know. I think I like this chick. Like, <laughs> I was just drawn to her because of the AT&T, I guess. It's just, yeah. It's just, she's already part of your life, and you didn't realize it. Great coverage. Ah, decent. Out. 
I wouldn't know. I'm on a subset of AT&T. I'm not there, but I'm on a... Living that T-Mobile life. Not exactly, but I'm branched out. I'm on cricket. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on cricket for a long time. Are you really on cricket? Yeah, I've been on cricket since I worked at GameStop like five (laughs) years ago. Dude, (laughs) cricket does me fine. Look, look, buddy. I got signal everywhere. I pay low fees. I get roasted all the time for being on cricket, but you know what? You were a grown-ass man, and you were on cricket? Uh, Dude, look. Cricket has all the same coverage that AT&T does. Cricket will get you across the nation. Cricket is there for you. Cricket, sponsor me. (laughs) Seriously? That's like, I honestly, I would be a great... Cricket advertises out out the ass. They should definitely let you do ads for them. I would be a great cricket advertiser. I've been on their network for like five years, and honestly, every time I bring it up, I give them like the thumbs up. I'm like, hey, you know what? You guys don't really know the true cricket. <laughs> I'm like, cricket Jeez, does man. good to me. You know what? There's so many times when I'm with someone else that has a good provider and they'll talk shit on me. My cricket got signal. <laughs> I got signal. You ever seen me without signal? I might have to look into cricket. I don't know. Hey, man, cricket's pretty good. I've never seen you without signal. I pay $55 for one line, unlimited everything. Look at that. Not too bad. Cricket, they're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I stopped talking about um, uh, Milana from AT&T. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Milana. Not by the time people are listening. No, no. When you listen to this, I mean, it's like a week after her birthday. Or like, well, uh, yeah, about a week after her birthday. But right now, at the time of the recording, and we didn't plan this. We just, what's yeah. crazy, too, is that I have, like, the IMDb, like, Born Today widget on my phone. And I clicked on it this morning, and I was like, this chick looks really familiar. I don't know who she is. I had the same thought before I even watched the movie. <laughs> I was like, she looks really familiar. And then when we're done, I'm, like, going to IMDb. And, like, I pretty much got rid of the IMDb just, like, little app on my thing because I could just go through it, like, through the widget now. Right. So, like, I moved it, like, into, like, a little useless tab on my phone. So I click on the Born Today to just get to it real quick. And I thought I was on the cast list for this because I was looking at the uh, cast list on Werewolves Within earlier. And I saw her <laughs> on it. But then I was looking at the other people. I was like, you weren't in this fucking movie. And I looked up, and it was, like, Born Today. And I was like, wait, it's your birthday? It's and your birthday. And she's also at the top of the IMDb for Born Today. She's uh, I give credit to Freddie Prince Jr. earlier on like the Scream Podcast Instagram, and he was way lower than her. So you know what? Shout out AT and T. Shout out Milana. Shout out Cricket. They're here for you. Somebody pay this guy. So Worlds Within was written by Mishne Wolf, who um, I, this is the only writing credit. I don't know who they are. Yeah, same. I don't know them, but Mishne. I mean, you wrote. A movie. Yeah, Mishnah. For Ubisoft. For Hubastank. Um, directed by Josh Rubin, who... There it is. Look, I was looking at stuff, and I was like, okay, bud, you're an actor. You've done some things. Again, I hop on a FaceTime with James. He's like, oh, that's the college humor guy. And I'm like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> I didn't even think that we basically had the same conversation. Twice. The same thing. The AT&T thing, and then the fucking college <laughs> humor dude. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you just have to throw out one obscure like i guess not super obscure but kind of obscure i guess college humor is probably a little more obscure ish depending on who you are compared to at&t but i was like you just gotta throw out that one thing and i know exactly who you're talking about now and so if anyone's ever wondered why caleb has me on the show it's because i'm the one who reminds him of these stupid little details he does you consistently remind (laughs) me of 
it's weird that I started that out like talking to an audience saying he does and then I go directly <laughs> to talking to you after. He does. So when you <laughs> This is the um... weirdest stand-up routine ever. <laughs> Guys, speaking of stand-up routines, I feel like a fucking moron, dude. I have put off Bo Burnham for so long. <laughs> I shrugged him off as just some white guy, and then I was like, oh, no. Little did I know, uh, uh, I should be shit on for having that thought. Like, you're just so disappointed in yourself, right? I'm so jit. Like, I mean, there's so many times where I like look at someone, I'll see like maybe one thing they did or like a small thing or something, and I shrug it off, and I'm like, oh no, nah, that doesn't seem that cool, and then I don't understand it. I shrug it off as like just some other fucking moron or something. But then I started watching something from the other day. Look, actually, it ties into the college humor thing because I've been watching a lot of like downfall videos and also like uh, like stories of like this is what happened to this person now, or this is why this isn't a thing anymore, or like this is why this person is controversial. Blah blah blah. Like pretty much just YouTube drama shit. I've been on a bunch of channels. It started with like I was watching true crime stuff, and then it brought me to like people who are kind of like YouTube people who did like true crime s stuff, and then it just moved into me watching like. The college humor, why it is the show it is now, blah, blah, blah. So also when you said the right, college humor right, thing, right, I was right. like, wow, my brain has been all on college humor and a bunch of other things lately. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? College humor. It's something after that. Next, Bo Burnham. And then Bo I found Burnham. Bo Burnham. We're going all the way back to that one. Okay. <laughs> and then I found gotcha. Bo Burnham, and I realized, oh, shit, because I was watching one of the stories that was like, why Bo Burnham is so great or something. I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let me check it out. I've checked this dude out before. I didn't really like it. Let's see what this yeah. dude has to say. And they just they laid it out really well. It was like a small, like, 12-minute video or something like that. And then I started watching some of his musical things, and then I started watching one of his stand-ups. I think, like, uh, what? It was, like, from 18 years – or, I mean, not 18, eight years ago. Yeah. And this dude is fucking incredible. He's, I, I'm I, exactly what you said. I'm so disappointed in myself for shrugging yep. this guy off and for thinking I was like, I don't know, like I didn't think I was cool for not looking at him, but I was kind of just like, oh, I don't need to fucking check this out. Doesn't matter. Like it's not that big of a deal. How fucking ignorant was I? Because this guy uh-huh. is, this guy's a fucking genius. I did the exact same. The dude's a fucking genius. He is. I am. I wish someone yelled at me more. And I, I even just thought back to a conversation I had with someone where they were like, oh, I just watched the new Bur- Bo Burnham special. And it's like fucking awesome. And like, I've been watching for a while, but this one's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I shrugged it off. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just not that into him. And they were like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Moving on. But like, I just think back to that. And I'm like, wow, you sound like such a fucking fool. Yep. You sound like a fool. It's kind of like how I looked at you when I told you about Andrew Callahan and you shrugged him off. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're going to have that realization eventually, but... <laughs> Actually, actually, he did pop up on my uh, my TikTok the other day. And it was yeah, I remember funny. when you said he would never pop up on your TikTok. It was pretty, it, not it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was it was him, and he was he, he was doing his like Channel Five thing. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this one this was pretty funny. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So it's all coming around right now. That's so. That's what I did to Bo Burnham, and I just yeah. I feel like I'm just so sad because I'm like, wow, I could have been experiencing this guy. Like I heard about this guy like back when he was like on Comedy Central back in the day, and I think I just looked at something and shrugged it off. And ever since then, I was like, nah, fuck it, I don't care about Bo Burnham. Yeah. Well, honestly, like those those days, like when he was kind of first came out, I still don't like that material. But like what he's done, like more recently is just fucking gold 
It is. And I mean, yeah, I will say like, it's definitely not as good back in the day, but even just seeing the potential, the fact that he was like 17, 18, I think he might have started like around 16 at the time, just seeing yep. what it was and me shrugging it off as like, oh, whatever. Like I, I should have at least like seen the potential in that or something and like given him a chance later instead of just shrugging him off like indefinitely after that. Like that was definitely, right. definitely a wrong on my end. Yep. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, Josh Rubin, he's a college humor guy and he directed this fucking movie. Yeah, directed this movie. Also uh, directed, wrote, directed, and starred in a Shudder exclusive from like two years ago called uh, Scare Me, which I also watched this week. So I watched two things that he has made. That's kind of weird. Didn't Did you watch that. that before? Were you telling me about that before? Or have I just seen that somewhere else? No, I've never talked to you about it. Okay, because I remember you were telling me about some other Shudder exclusive like a while ago, and I felt like it might have been the Scare no, Me No, that thing. was Mortuary Collection. The one where the guy's penis explodes. Yeah, 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 that's what it was, okay. Yeah, you were telling me that this guy kind of has branched out to horror after his college humor days, which is yeah. kind of interesting, very interesting. That's a different turn. Like, if you've ever seen a college humor video, I mean, they were, like, one of the early, like, I guess kind of pioneers of YouTube in a way because they yeah. had, like I said, I've been watching all these fucking videos lately, so I got the college humor info. Basically, they had a website like way back in the day where like their videos were actually doing good and shit and YouTube wasn't doing that crazy. But then eventually they found their way on YouTube and it's evolved. I think college humor is still going. I haven't really, I think I watched, Oh wait, you know who is on college humor? Caleb Presley. Isn't that on college humor? I don't know. Or no, I, no, no. That's, that's think, on bar. Never mind. That's on barstool sports. Oh yeah, definitely. Not, <laughs> uh, not the same I thing think, at all. I think the college humor brand is still alive though. It's very different, though. I don't. It's different, but I think the brand still exists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a lot smaller than it used to be, though. Like it's not what for it sure. was whatsoever. Yep. I mean, college humor was very like edgy humor for the time. I mean, if you look at it now, it's probably not that edgy. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. You, everyone said that, but at the time, it was a very different kind of place to be on the internet. Yeah, I mean, they were they were kind of the first first uh, people who were doing like just regular sketch comedy. Yeah, but. But not with a studio, you know? They weren't SNL. They weren't, you know, being produced by MTV or uh, any of these other networks that were doing sketch comedy. They were just doing it by themselves. And they were kind of the first ones to kind of just do it. And it is good to hear that, like, even though college humor is different now, and even though it still is a thing, that the people that moved on from it are doing other things. They're making, like, movies for Ubisoft and shit. I mean, look, I do have an issue with this. But this was a $6.5 million budget, so I'm like, okay, shout out to you for like Ooh. being able to be on a movie with damn near a $7 million budget, but what the fuck were you thinking putting $6.5 in? Now I'm going to have to switch it around, because what were you thinking putting $6.5 million into this? No, like, the game, Werewolves Within, if someone pitched this to me as someone who played the fuck out of Werewolves Within and loved it, I would have been like, you know what? I play that game all the time at its hype, like, when it was big. Yeah, and I played with the same people like every single night, just loading into random lobbies because that fucking game had a community of like two hundred people around the world. <laughs> I'm not kidding, James. Like, there's it is such a small, tight knit community that I'm sure a lot of the people that I played with like four years ago, they might be the only people still playing that game if they are still playing that game, or if not, it's like another group of people <laughs> that are still going on. Like, dude, Worlds Within, like it goes so far back to this. Like, Worlds Within was so fun to me because. It was such a small, tight-knit community. Like, it would have been cool if it was bigger, but, like, it was so small, tight-knit that you'd be talking to the same people all the time, and it was, like, it was like a ritual, almost. Like, we would get on around, like, 8 o'clock or later every night, and we'd play until, like, whenever the fuck, 
and yeah. everyone would just be like getting high, getting drunk. We'd just be like playing drinking games while we're playing this game and whatnot. Right. A lot of times we wouldn't even be playing the game too. Like we'd just be like sitting around and just talking like in between or something too. Yeah. But then we'd get into the game and like, you know, we'd all like kind of know each other's personalities at this point too. So like it'd be hard to lie to each other about this, but like we'd have to right, get really right, good at the right, game right, to like right. deceive each other and play. And like it was honestly, I can say without a doubt, top three gaming experiences I've had in my entire life. Like I would say like it's right up there. Like Modern Warfare 2 was like my favorite like gaming experience of all time. And I would put Werewolf Within right next to it and like a different light like not sure. obviously not the same kind of game but i'm like i had just as fun just as much fun staying up playing that game all the time and just like bullshitting with these people and getting drunk and like fucking just having a great time yeah that i did with these other games and we fucking made like a uh uh like a prank in the game too that like went viral on youtube for a while like it was me and this other like dude that like actually honestly i pretty much made it like i my like with this other dude that there like helped me like polish it a little bit but we were like oh don't worry about it it was pretty much all my idea so mark zuckerberg i am him uh just if you didn't get if you didn't get it so we're sitting around and we're like the next person that joins in the beginning of the game everyone says their role like you go in a circle and you know you either tell the truth or you lie but everyone says their role that's just like tradition and how you get the game started and then we would we had the role we'd go around and we'd have the new person be the last person to say their role and then when it got to them we'd all just be like nope nope fuck you you're the werewolf and we'd cross our arms and we'd look down and we'd stop talking we'd go to the voting thing and we'd all vote them out and i don't remember what we called it but like it was a thing that went viral at the time because again like i said it was like a small community so like everyone in the community saw that and i remember going into lobbies and people were like did you hear about this thing it's called uh yada 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 and like it's where you're like all put your head down this that like and i was like yeah i fucking made that yeah the guy that invented it doesn't even remember what it's called yeah yeah i guess i didn't make it (laughs) but if you went to me and you told me that you were going to put $6.5 million into a movie about this game, I would tell no. you to get fucked. I would tell no. you not to make the movie just for proposing that to me. No. And then to take it a step further and say, hey, it actually has nothing to do with the game. They even changed the setting because the game is like medieval. I could get over that. I saw that immediately like when I looked it up and I'm like, I could get over that. I can get over it, but Why? That's not the big deal, because really, the game is set in medieval times, but, like, how I've explained it to you, it's literally just people sitting around in a circle, so it's, like, you forget that it's even based in medieval times. You could really base this game sure. in whatever time period, or, like, do whatever with it to change the characters. It's it, it's just a, a virtual reality take off of a game that's been played for... Yeah, yeah, because it's a card years game, years of, years or, like, years. originally. Well, I mean, even before that, it's just an exercise for, like, theater kids, like, the Mafia game. Like, they, they don't even have cards for that, like... It's mafia, and then they turn it into it's a different interpretation of werewolf, and then they that became a card game, and then this is a virtual reality version. It's been done to death, um, but like, and so in that sense, the movie does try to be the game of make you kind of feel like you're playing the game in a way of like there's a lot of characters, and we see a lot of them all kind of talking at once or like little individual quips from one to the next. And you kind of see the the line of suspicion like drift a little bit between different characters. So in that sense of the kind of idea of like, is the movie the game? It is. But it's just interesting to me that you would say, hey, let's not let's do it modern day. Like, like, just I don't know why, you know, you didn't want to spend the money because 
you're spending six point spend six and a half dollars. million. <laughs> like why? I don't know. I'm trying to find the budget of the other Ubisoft movies. I don't really see them because they have a movie called Wildlands and a movie called Ghost Recon um, Alpha. Oh, no. It looks like that one might be a short, actually. But the Assassin's Creed movie had a $125 million budget. Okay. Here's the thing, though. It did make $240 million, so it made a lot of money. But to be fair, though, Assassin's Creed, this movie was made in 2016, and Assassin's Creed was really, really popular in 2016. Like, I remember yeah. hearing about this movie coming out, and I actually want to see it just because of how much I enjoyed the series. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 3, fucking bitchin'. I mean, 3 is awesome also, but Assassin's Creed 2 is probably, like, one of my favorite games of all time as well. Like, it's fucking awesome, dude. The story in that game is pretty incredible. Yeah. That's a lot of money, though, and I feel like maybe they just saw 6.5 as, like, fucking chump change in comparison to that. But I can't imagine that they thought that this would, like, make its... Like, if you just think about it comparatively, like, how much money this is going to make back. Do you want, do you know how much this made? Oh, I have no idea. It didn't even make a million dollars. What? About 940000 ah. So they lost, like, five and a half million dollars on this. I mean, they made enough off of Assassin's Creed that they could afford it. It's not the end of the world. Like, when I heard about this, I was like, okay... I could see them maybe spending a million on this, and they would have still lost money if they spent a million on this. I mean, I don't. Obviously, we never know like fine details, but I think this is one of those movies that production and release got fucked because because COVID happened. I'm sure that like the things were happening for this way before you know that even happened. So I think that kind of got fucked. So I want I don't know. You like what? It makes you wonder like what were they banking on? Like were they banking on being able to release it in theaters to? you know, a non-pandemic world and do it right at Halloween or something and, and it's the only big spooky comedy movie? Was that the was that the plan? I don't know. It had to have been something like that because everything else just really did not turn out too well with this. I mean, like, it's not... <laughs> the thing is, it's not a bad movie and it got really good ratings from critics and everything, too. Yeah. It, it is weird when you hear that uh, it kind of just got destroyed. Yeah. The IMDb is a 6.0, but on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing has an 86 from credits and an 81% from audience. That's wild. I mean, that's really high. I don't think it's a bad movie, like, whatsoever. Right. But it is a very, like, is it's a very interesting rating for what it is. Like, I'm wondering just who was watching and who was reviewing this movie. Because I do hear people talking about this, but I don't know, not like a ton of people. I actually watched a couple reviews uh, to kind of, like, refresh my memory on some of the some of the end scenes. And the thing that I always thought was interesting is kind of everyone said, oh, I like this movie, but then they never say why it's good. They're just like, oh, I like it. That's the same fucking thing that happened with that movie Becky with, uh... Oh, yeah. What's his fucking name? The the King of Queens? Yeah. Paul Blart Mall Cop? Uh, Kevin James. Kevin James. That movie came out, and I remember I was in public talking about this movie to a friend, having a private conversation, but someone was sitting right behind us, like, listening in, and they literally, like, turned around. They were like, you're fucking wrong. That movie was awesome. And I was like, (laughs) the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, who even are you, and how'd you even see this movie? But anyway, (laughs) and then I was like, okay, so why did you like it? And then she was like, no, like, you didn't give me, like, the reasons why you didn't like it, because I was just, like, talking to him about, like, you know, like, I was like, fuck this movie, this, that, blah, blah, but I didn't give any yeah. reasons. Then I was like, I don't know, but then I was like, wait a second, no, I do know, because I just thought about the movie for a second, and then I literally listed off probably seven reasons, at least, why it pissed me off. 
Like I did the yeah. whole 13 reasons. I gave them the whole reason why and everything. And <laughs> at the end, she's she's like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, so why'd you like it? And she goes, I don't know. I just liked it. And I was like, oh, right. fuck you. You did not just make me spew off like specific reasons. Like she literally like gave me like the, no, fuck you. You're shitting on this movie. Give me all the reasons. I gave her so many. And then she was just like, well, I just liked it. <laughs> I just, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know how that feels. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, I'm not even saying the movie's bad. I I think the movie is a fine movie, but I don't know. I just I feel like 88 seems high. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's how I felt about Malignant and Scream. I feel like people yeah. have been telling me that they right. like it, and I'm like, I'm not like shitting on her, saying like, oh fuck you, you can't like this. But I'm like, no one has told me any specific reasons why. And and I feel like no one has really helped me understand like the reasons why i don't like it no one's helped me understand why that shouldn't matter yeah and obviously you don't specifically need reasons to like a movie like you could just like a movie because you like a movie but it's just right. weird when it's like the overwhelming majority I like of underworld evolution <laughs> yeah that's fucking stupid but like it's weird when like the overwhelming majority is like oh i really like this but like no one has anything to say about it it's just confusing but right. it is it could just be one of those feel-good movies you know that people are just like i don't know i just like it because i like it right when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But anyway, let's get into Werewolves Within. So a guy gets attacked by a werewolf, and then we move into a scenic drive featuring a guy who's listening to an audiobook that tells him to scream and then to chant the word balls. Balls, which... balls, 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 balls. What audiobook is this? What, like, how is this hyping you up? I have no idea. I'm not sure if this is preparing him for murder and then, like, trying to give him, like, some light, like, you know, like, distraction after Here's here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I feel like I need to start with this, okay? Because I watched this movie, and then I also watched this director's other movie. I think that there are just things that he finds funny that I just don't think are that funny. College humor, yeah. <laughs> like specifically, like I think he's he's still college humor, you know? <laughs> like like if you know, you know. Like he's still college humor and it's just it's going into his movies yeah 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 so that being said it feels like he's still doing skits right and that's the thing though is like you would and this is what i this is kind of like the confusing thing to me about this movie is that like it's kind of like in this wrapping paper that is something that i am supposed to that you would think that i would love you know someone says oh hey Caleb and James, there's a movie that basically opens up with this guy just in his car screaming, balls, 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 balls. Like, yeah, I would probably like that. Like, that sounds like something that I would like. But it's in a weird, like, the way that it's being presented isn't, like, it doesn't come off, like, funny or, like, B-movie humor or something weird. It's just, like, it's a weird, like, kind of cringy, over-the-top skit. Yeah, it's just, it just feels forced. I think that's that's my, like, one critique for the whole movie. The whole movie, to me, feels forced. What's weird, though, is that it feels like a level of cringe that isn't cringy. Like, I never, I didn't really ever cringe watching this movie, maybe a couple times, but, like, it was, like, that humor that's, like, in the ballpark where it's, like, leaning on the edge of it where you're, like, I don't know if this is, like, actually, like, funny or if if I should be, like, this is kind of goofy and nerdy, you know? Right. 
So yeah, I agree with you completely. It's a it's a weird dynamic, but anyway, he's also worrying about the speed at which other people are driving, which is just like introducing you to the fact that this guy's a fucking nerd. <laughs> which really, honestly, I feel like that symbolizes the end of this movie and like what James, what's a I know there's a lot of messages that I say all the time, but what is one thing that I say is like just completely unrealistic and is always unrealistic? Always unrealistic. Yeah, just let me see if you can get I'm just what werewolf transformation? No, 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 no. Just like a dynamic with humans. Oh, God. I have no idea. I'll just say it later then. I'll just say it later because, I mean, then oh, I'm just going to get into like now, the I end to, now I need to know. I'm, I'm not going to be <laughs> able to. That's all I'm going to think about. So more things happen than I care to mention, but basically our main character, Finn Wheeler, played by Sam Richardson, gets to a new town to perform his security job and is introduced to Cecily Moore, which is the AT&T girl. And happy birthday. Um, she brings him into town and introduces him to every single NPC and like lets him gather his side missions. Yes, she is not just the AT&T girl. She is also a walking, talking exposition dump. That's literally all she is. Yeah, that's what she's doing. She's explain like, it's basically, look, the only way that this is related, this is related to video games. It's not related to the video game. Right. But it is, I feel like this is more in common with Grand Theft Auto than it does with Werewolves Within. It's a, it's that first tutorial, oh, take me to see Uncle Sal. I gotta talk to him and we gotta meet him. Then we gotta go pick up his daughter from the docks and bring her over here to... Eric's house. It's exactly that. And not only that, that dude Marcus is just Trevor from GT. <laughs> like, he's just Trevor. That's all he is. He is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but like when she's walking around the town and like showing him to people, it's basically just like some walking by and they're like, hey, asshole, don't look over this way. Some other dude's like, oh, I'll beat your ass. And someone's like, what? You're a cop? All right. Suck my dick, asshole. And that's Marcus, who's Trevor. Like it's literally just yeah. her walking around introducing you to the town of Grand Theft Auto, whichever yep. one you you're in. You're in the snowy uh, like mountain Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just walking around watching uh, Animat like uh cinematics <laughs> we also find out that cecily is just like she just casually drops that she's going through everyone's mail she's like oh what oh never mind that didn't happen <laughs> that's that's another one of those things and i'm like it was it a joke what i did it's just it wasn't quite funny enough to be a joke like yeah because they're playing it off like a joke that's not a joke that we're supposed right. to just get but i'm like i don't know if i completely get what you're doing yep so this is when we meet Pete Anderson, who is Cal Chapman, a.k.a. Piper Chapman's brother from Orange is the New Black. Did you watch Orange is the New Black? No, I never watched it. Okay, see, that is what made this a little more fun for me, too, because this dude, I mean, I'm only going to call him Cal this whole time. Uh, he's Pete Anderson in this, and he's like, or An Anderson or something like that. But he's, like, married to this old chick who I thought was his mom, but I think they're married, actually, because they reveal that later. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? But anyway, he's just playing the same character that he is in Orange is the New Black. So if you watch Orange is the New Black and you liked Pipeman, or Piper, Pipeman's, if you like Piper's brother in Orange is the New Black, then you'll like his character in this because he's just the same fucking person. All right, sounds great. And also, like, we move on. The whole beginning of this movie is, like, fucking our sheriff law dog person. I keep forgetting his name. Finn. Finn wants to deliver a package to this guy, and Cicely's like, okay, yeah, you can go deliver this package. Cool, I'll take you over there, and that's why she's walking through the NPC town and everything. No, that's worse than that, bro. He needs to talk to that guy because he's, like, wanted, and she makes him take the package up there. She's the mailman. She has the package. I know he was wanted. Yeah, he. It was. they said that there was, like, some illegal trapping going on, 
And that's why Finn was like investigating this guy. He's not wanted, but like, like, hey, they say that you might have been putting traps on state forest land. Like he, that's why he was going to talk to him. And while he's going to talk to him, uh, Sicily's like, hey, will you do my job for me? She's like, yeah, will you deliver this package over here? And he, and then like as he's starting to go in, as he gets a call from like his girlfriend or whatever, which we'll talk about that dynamic in a second, his ex girlfriend, whatever. She's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I want to let you know. Oh, never mind. And lets him walk by, and we just see like, do not trespass, shoot on sight, shit like that. It's just it's fucking Bugs Bunny, like just sign after sign after sign. So we go into the house of what's his name again? Uh, Fonsman. No, this is the complicated one because it's Finn and another F name, Flint. Emerson Flint. Flint. Okay, Emerson. Yeah, that's his name. Emerson. Yeah, that guy. So this is the house of Emerson, which really, I mean, we can call him Emerson or we can call him what he actually is. He's the QAnon shaman. (laughs) He's the dude that broke into the Capitol last year. (laughs) All he is. (laughs) But like, but like the real actual badass version of that, like not, not that guy. Um, he's wearing a, he's wearing a wolf. That's what the QAnon shaman was wearing. No, he was wearing like a cheap ass fucking party party store hat. Okay, but it was a wolf. Yeah, but it wasn't like he didn't kill the wolf. Do we know that? Hey, he's in jail now. I don't know. I'm pretty damn sure. Hey, Andrew Callahan interviewed him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All comes back around. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The first 22 minutes isn't boring to watch but i and i didn't have like a terrible time but there's really nothing to talk about in the, i was in podcast form yeah james was bored it was just it was just introduce character introduce character introduce character introduce character introduce character there, nothing was happening it was boring i'm gonna go ahead and argue that it was introduced character for the first 55 minutes yes like it, it was not the first 22 minutes it was the first 22 minutes but they kept it going for 30 minutes after that i would say i would say i paused it and I think I paused it right at about 55 minutes because I saw that I only had like, you know, like a little over half an hour left. And I was like, oh, shit, there's not much left of this movie. There's a lot of fucking buildup. I think the only reason I didn't care as much is because I started watching this as Clue like 30 minutes in or like. Sure. And then I also just watched and then there were none recently, like the Agatha Christie movie. Yep. And I just felt like I was watching the same movie, which was also just introducing characters for like way too long. But it sure. was like kind of just goofy and like fucking Bugs Bunny the whole time too so I was like alright whatever Yep. this is when they established that Finn had to get a transfer because some kids bullied him into fishing in an illegal pond and then recorded him and posted him to social media which is just the goofiest way to like get kicked out of your town Just yep. and that's also when we find out that the chick that Finn keeps calling his ex-girlfriend uh, it's not his girlfriend he thinks it's his girlfriend but she broke up with him and he didn't realize it yeah but she keeps calling him and yelling at him about shit yeah honestly and what is she yelling about at him about like what is he doing <laughs> She already sent him out of town. Right? <laughs> what are you? Why are you still calling him? <laughs> so now something finally happens. Pretty rude, though, because a werewolf eat Mrs. eats Mrs. Anderton's... Yeah, it's Anderton. That's her name. Mrs. Anderton's dog. The dog dies. And then um, we find out that the dog only barked at Jews and brown people. So, like, is it really... I don't know. Maybe... The, I guess it's not on the dog. It's, I guess it's more on Mrs. Anderton and... Uh, cow for like (laughs) raising the dog to only bark at ethnic people (laughs) well but everyone everyone in this movie is like a very extreme caricature right so like 
these are like the Trumpers. They even blame Antifa, Antifa. for defacing their sign. Their sign got like kicked over, and Cal was yeah. like, "Oh no, Miss Anderson was like, it's fucking Antifa." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you guys are really going in for like the like the social like you yeah, know characters. They're, that, they're just they're just a full on caricature." I mean, I mean, dude, they had fucking the QAnon fucking. <laughs> no, yeah, the hardcore like libertarian <laughs> like don't take my guns away guy who lives off the grid. Then you have the the gay couple from the big city who are tech mogul millionaires, and you know, like I mean, dude, it was an episode of Parks and Rec for sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, so this walk. <laughs> That was good. That was good. So Cicely walks in the room and realizes that their that their dog was killed, and then Cal goes, Chachi went to heaven this morning and like walks up to her and tries to give her like a hug, like a condolence yeah, hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an unwarranted condolence hug. <laughs> Which again, I know you haven't seen Orange is a New Black, but that's what he would do in the show. Yeah. In, 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 in the Cle- clearly hinting that he's uh, a little bit handsy. He's using death to his advantage and trying to rub her shoulder blades in yeah. the same light. Yeah. Bro's a little bit of a creep. So Sheriff County Law Dog, uh, what's his name? Finn. Uh, I, I should just remember Adventure Time and then I'll remember. You know, he, you know, he's not even a cop, right? He's like a security guard. That's what I saw him as. But apparently he's like, he's in between security guard and cop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you're a forest ranger, you're in between security guard and cop, and don't try to act like you're anything else. I don't know if forest rangers listen to this show, but... You just pissed them all off, man. <laughs> I, just, I just lost every forest ranger. So Sheriff County Law Dog heads out to see why the power's out, and he finds out that all the power boxes have been eaten by a large animal. Like, you know, chunks have been taken out of them, and he goes, Jiminy Crickets. Which... Fuck you. It's just... It's, it's, I don't know, man. Like, that's... I feel like that's every punchline in this movie. I'm just like, okay, Jiminy Crickets. Sure, that's fine. Jiminy Crickets. So now there's a werewolf here, and they have to turn Emerson Flint, or they have to turn to Emerson Flint to kill the werewolf. They're like, hey, buddy, we don't know who else can uh, take care of this thing, so we're we're looking to you. But on the other side of things, back at the cabin, the dude in the Yacht Club shirt, uh, what are the, like, uh, I don't remember his name. He's in a yacht club shirt. He decided that Emerson Flint is the killer, and but at this point, they still don't really acknowledge the fact that there's a werewolf. They're like, that might be a human eating bites out of that power. Yeah, well, they don't really even know the werewolves exist yet, so they just think it's a wolf. That's why they go to him, because they're like, he's killed wolves before. Fair, okay, so that's fair. You gotta, you gotta wait, because we, so we, we're setting up for the scientist later on, you know what I mean? Oh, how is she even here? So that she could fi- she could prove that werewolves are real and then tell them and then you know do what she did okay so what's up with the crackhead dude uh that's trevor he goes he goes hold up this dude emerson wants to not only eat our asses but also fuck our skulls well guess what pow pow i'm up in this shot that's what he said I loved him. Uh, He was he was my favorite character in the movie hands down. Like I can't even like I can't give that what it really was like I he did it so much better like the way he <laughs> I thought he was doing crack in that moment I mean he probably was you know I'm just kidding he, he probably was he said pow pow 
Also, Cal's trying to stick his gun nicely up in uh, Cecily's, uh, but that wouldn't last incredibly long because something eats the entirety of Cal's handoff, and then he also gets shot in the process because, like, this other chick, the crackhead wife, she's trying to, like, get the werewolf off of him, and she shoots him right in the chest, which I just think is hilarious. Oh, yeah, shot the fuck out of him. I love when you're trying to better a situation and you just shoot someone in the chest. <laughs> like, that's always that's always a funny movie antic. <laughs> I just feel like it, like Liam Neeson would do that after he like peed himself, you know, like it would be like it would be that line in between like you're like, is this acting or is this Liam Neeson? <laughs> no, it's just like it's just like that's where this movie is like uh, like like airplane or like naked gun. You know, it's just like it takes the the action movie cliche and like kind of like, oh, but that's not what would really happen. What would really happen is this idiot would shoot the person they're trying to save you know did you just explain underworld yes yes okay naked gun underworld it's all the same thing anyway the dr ellis uh scientist chick has also been in her room doing the dna testing i guess that's her point she finds out that emerson wasn't the werewolf this is when i started thinking that he was the deviant i was still trying to like place roles to these characters like based off of the game and i was like okay so he's trying to get everyone to think that he is but he's not but they're gonna tie that into the movie somehow i'm gonna go ahead and say uh, like right after this point, probably like 10 minutes after this, I stopped trying to look for roles in people and I went ahead and decided that I don't think that they assigned roles to anyone. I think yeah. this is just loosely, loosely, loosely based. You know how this is based off of the game? There's a werewolf. Yep. Which really in the game, you never even see a werewolf. It's a fucking card. Well, and I mean, like I said, like it does try to, the story kind of does try to do the thing where you're sort of jumping from suspect to suspect, which is like what you do in the game. Like it's kind of thematically trying to do what the game does. And and I think it makes a pretty good attempt at that. But yeah, yeah I mean, none of the details really stick, which, which is unfortunate, right? Like if, if all of the characters were specific roles, then it would be clue like clue. They use the same characters that yes. are in the board game. You know, it's like, I would, I don't know. I guess I would have to see the Assassin's Creed movie, too, because I really don't know how much that is like the game, either. I never saw it. Um, no. But I don't know. I feel like that is a different case, too. But also, I guess there is a thing where this is a lesser-known, like... Yeah, with Assassin's Creed, there's, there, I mean, there's more of an actual story to, to follow and stuff. Like, you know, Werewolves Within doesn't have a story, and the story is what you create by, by playing. So right here, they said the word lycanthrope, and I wanted to turn off the movie. <laughs> I, I just wanted to shut it off immediately. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I've never heard the word lichen oh, in man. any other movie, like, ever, really, <laughs> until Underworld. And then I find out that we're done with Underworld. And the first fucking movie I watch after, they're talking about goddamn lichens. I think that's funny that I keep watching werewolf movies. This has been an interesting run. I mean, I did werewolf movies, like, recently, too, like the li- or the Ginger right. Snaps. Yeah, Ginger Snaps. Snaps. I was yeah. like, hey, give me a werewolf movie. And, yeah, they keep popping up now. These are the most werewolves I've seen in a long time. Look, just don't say lichen, though. All it does is make me think of Underworld. Lycanthrope. Lycanthrope pissed me off even more than just lichen, honestly. It made me, like, really angry. So after she says that, um, we hear shots go off in the room, and then they go inside. And at the same time, Sam walks out of the room and said she killed herself, which was very suspect, but I guess... I don't think he did. I think she did just kill herself. Yeah, I think she did, too. Well, and then they kind of follow that up with, uh, you know, a a pretty good line, I thought, which was... I forget who said it, but they're like, it was kind of cheesy, but I liked it. They were like, oh, she 
killed herself. She was more she was more afraid of what's out there than what's in here. You know what I mean? Like she'd rather kill herself than face what's out there. It must be really bad. Which I feel like they could just they just took from every good movie that's yeah. ever done that in the past. So I mean, yeah, that's cool. I guess. Uh, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so after the whole ordeal, they're <laughs> arguing in the lodge over whether or not someone is a bully for whatever reason because they still don't want to establish the fact that a werewolf is here. And I think that's why it really pissed me off too. I'm like, there's werewolves within, but I feel like they should have established the fact that there is a werewolf like 30 minutes. Like that's what I was thinking it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like a really like, again back to it. I thought it was gonna be a really role based thing. Yeah. I thought they were going to do a more clue thing where they, you know, lay everything out, which I guess they kind of did, but not really, like, as to what we've seen in the movie. They were more doing, like, it based off of character traits that they know from each other from just living in this town with each other for years. It wasn't right. based off of anything that had happened in the movie. Well, and in the game, right, it, there's you you play more than one round. Like, there's more than one night, right? No. Really? Just one one go-around. You have one go around, like you start it off. There's like a certain amount of time to it. I think it's maybe like in the 10, 20 minute air, like, uh, like ballpark. And you pretty much just talk the whole time. You have like little bits and pieces in between. Like everyone has one chance to where you could stand up and it like silences everyone. And you have your chance to like talk for like six, 60 seconds or something like that or 30 seconds somewhere uh, around there. Okay. You have a chance to like stop and like make your point and shut everyone else up. But like pretty much everyone just discusses it. And like usually the way the game is played is like, like I said, it's a really tight-knit community, so, like, everyone pretty much just knows, like, we got to have a good conversation, like, you know, keep this going, like, as it is to, like, mm-hmm. get to all the points and get to everything. But sometimes people will, like, argue and yell too much, and then, like, after so long, like, 20 minutes or whatever, it goes to the final the final voting process, and then you just vote someone out. So, and after, after you vote someone out, the game ends? The game ends, yeah, that's it. Gotcha. I would say that's, that's like, the big difference, then, from, like, the traditional way the game is played is... I think you could vote multiple people out too, if I remember right. It's been a while since I played. It's been a couple years, sure. but like, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Like, you try to pick out the werewolf, and I think if you get like at least one of them or something, you win. Well, like, yeah, essentially, it would be if you killed someone, if you voted to to kill someone or whatever, and they weren't the werewolf, then that person is now out of the game, and you would do another round with whoever was left. Yeah, and that's pretty much how like I think what everyone is used to in this concept, which is like Among Us kind of shit. Right, 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 right. So I guess in that aspect, it does follow the game. You know, like I said, like thematically, it does try to do it. It does. And it doesn't necessarily fail at it. It's just not like it doesn't feel 100% cohesive. Yeah. And it doesn't really, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a game movie, but I guess that's also like. It doesn't feel like a game movie, right? That's what you said. <laughs> not gay movie. Go watch Pledge Night, guys. If you want to see the gayest movie ever, <laughs> just go watch Pledge Night. So this is where the neighborhood crackhead pulls his gun out and starts waving it at people, and he tells them to fuck up, or not to fuck with his money. And this was also my favorite interaction in the movie, because Finn goes, Stop it, guys, we have a suicide on our hands. And then the crackhead goes, he responds back, like, so fast, like, immediately, like, within a second. He goes, Well, you got little hands, bitch! <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then they keep exchanging, like, you know, fast, like, dialogue and whatnot, and it goes back to Finn for a second, too, and he's like, my hands aren't little. And I thought it was like an always sunny like interaction like with Charlie's uncle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 58 minutes in, this is when the character introduction finally ends. It was 58 minutes in, James. <laughs> and the game actually begins, which is like, you know, they all start accusing each other of being werewolves and laying out why someone wouldn't, wouldn't be a werewolf. And like I said, too, it's not exactly in the way that I would have expected, but they 
they do it for sure. Right. And then Chick said uh, her husband left her because she let herself go. Because let everyone's like, go. they're like, you probably fucking did it. You killed him. She's like, no, he actually let me because he thinks I'm fat. And then <laughs> the gay couple are like, no, sweetie, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And then one of them's like, you're so pretty. And the other one's like, you have clothes. You have clothes. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. That That's a good line. <laughs> that's the guy from what we do in the shadows. It's a guillermo. Yeah. So Finn gives a big speech about how they should all love each other and band together, et cetera, et cetera. And then everyone just turns on him and goes, fuck off. And then the crackhead uh, specifically goes, fuck your house. <laughs> like Did you I said, think the fa- house looked weird? Yeah. I don't know like how, but maybe. Yeah. I don't. There was something about when they look like a like a cabin or like a lodge. Like, I know it's not. the. I know this isn't the case. But it kind of looked like a miniature when they would shoot the exteriors of it. But I know it's not because Finn walks right up to it. But there's something about like the way it sits on the hill and they like do like shots of the outside of the house. It, it's like it looks like a miniature house. I don't know. It's weird. No, I get you. I just didn't care that much, honestly. <laughs> but I do get you. I'm just trying to find things to talk about in this movie. Because there's not a lot. We don't need to, like, worry about talking about every little thing that happened. We talked about this movie for, like, 40 minutes before we got in, which has honestly been a running theme in movies that we've watched lately. We've been watching a lot of movies that have fucking nothing to talk about, but we have, like, a lot of feelings about them in the beginning, and we end up spending, like, 40 minutes talking about it before we talk about it. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty much. But it goes over well, because I'm like, really, I don't have a ton to talk about in this. Yeah, this is actually, this is where my, my notes end. Right here is when I started to think that maybe Janine or whatever her name is, Janine. Yeah, Janine. I started the owner of the house. I started to think that she was like maybe a sus kind of character. I'm going to start yeah. using the word sus since this is fucking Among Us. Um, I started to think she was sus because she was crying when everyone left. But then she like kind of turned and let like a big Jim Carrey Grinch smile out. Did you notice that? Yeah. I thought maybe she was something to do with it at that point, but guess not. I don't know why that happened. And that's, yeah. I like when those mis I like when those misdirections make sense. I like that it's in the movie, but make it make sense. That's what I'm saying. It didn't make sense at all. Like it was one of yeah. those things that you were like, is that supposed to happen or was that just an accident? Right. And uh this is when we find out that Sam Parker is like a hunter. The way they explained this was kind of just stupid that I feel like they kind of mulled over it. Like they explained it and it was there, but I was like, I don't really feel satisfied with it. They were like, Yeah, this guy, uh, he's been tracking the werewolves and now he's hunting us because he thinks some of us are werewolves or all of us are werewolves or one of us is a werewolf or something like it. I don't know. It was whatever. Yep. We find out that Trish is killing because she wants a craft store. Yes. Cause that's just a subplot to this. Like I was going to say, we haven't even touched on the whole pipeline thing. dude. The, <laughs> no, you're right. We haven't the whole thing. This is a ski movie. <laughs> this is a ski movie. There is big business coming into town trying to fucking buy out the little guys and trying to build his fucking ski lodge. And there's people against it and there's people for it because they Here's want the thing. Here's money. one of the reasons that I, I had an issue with the movie is that, like, obviously we should be against the big corporate guy. But all of the people who are never give us an actual reason. Like, they're just like, environment. And he's like, we've done environmental impact studies. And they're just like, yeah, but environment. And it's like, you gotta you gotta give me more than that, you know? Give me a reason why you're against it. No, 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 no. You haven't watched enough ski movies. <laughs> it's different with a ski movie. I'm gonna tell you right now. Like you haven't watched enough a, ski it's movies. A thing. No. Big I mean, Brother I'm, is coming I'm, into town 
They're trying to shit on the little guy. You're right, but that's and not what this guy the is doing. The town is banded against each other. But that is look, not what ski, this guy look, is doing. Look, this look, guy's look, coming in ski, into the town, look, 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 and look, he's look, giving look, everyone a paycheck. Rules, you have to ignore everything and know that there's one side and there's another side. But everyone gets money in his scenario. They don't give us a reason as to why it's bad, except pipelines are bad. And that's not necessarily always true. Like, we need some pipelines or else we have no gasoline and, like... That wouldn't be good either, you know? Like, it's just... Buy a I don't Tesla. Know. I wish I could. Bitch. I would if I could. I don't even have a garage. I can't even plug it in. You don't have a garage? No. I park on the street. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. I thought your house would have a garage, not gonna lie. No. Got all that basement and no garage. Just park it in your basement. I'd have to drive it over a pool to get it in there. You should get one of those Batman entrances where you could like drive down under your house. That'd be house. pretty. That'd be pretty, cool, that'd be pretty fucking cool, dude. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Can we have one? We should build a studio like that. We have a drive-in, yep. like you, you drive in right under. We're like, yeah, there's our fucking Batcave, dude. We yep. could be Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> All right, this isn't this isn't all suck your blood. <laughs> oh man, we have just really fucked this episode up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going great, but Trish, we fu- okay. So the pipeline thing is going on. People are against it. People are for it. Trish is for it, and werewolves really aren't doing much in this because Trish killed like fucking half of this group just because she wants a craft store. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. At this point, I was thinking, I was like, did she kill her own dog? Is she fake killing her dog? It turns out that's not. I almost like doubted that there was even a werewolf at this point. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think there even was a werewolf. I was starting to believe the deceit. It I was, was like, all oh, I guess fake. Yeah, I was like, I guess it's not about it. Like, <laughs> they're just all part of the show. There is a werewolf. We'll get to that. But <laughs> this is when I was also like, wait, is Trish the turn cloak? And then this right after this, when they explained right. everything, when I was like, no, nah, fuck you. Nothing's going on. <laughs> Okay, so at this point, they're all hiding from Sam Parker, who's, like, just running around in full military gear trying to hunt a werewolf down. And they all end up, like, under the fucking, like, uh, uh, what is that? Like, the crawl space in the house. And they're all hiding from him. And this is when Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows shows up. And he's like, pretty sure they killed my husband. Not too happy about that, but I don't know what's going on, so I guess I'll figure it out later. <laughs> and then they kind of just walk upstairs, and they're like, wait, oh, well, before that, he's like, why are you guys down in this crawl space? And he's like, well, that pipeline guy's trying to kill us with a crossbow. And he's like, valid, true, all right, you want to <laughs> get out of this cra- crawl space? <laughs> like, all right, yeah. And they go inside, and the crackhead has duct-taped knives to his fingers and has become Freddy Krueger. He starts calling everyone a bitch i really like this part i liked it specifically because <laughs> he had freddy krueger knife hands and started calling people a bitch it was perfect like he started throwing things at them and they were like you bitch <laughs> it's great you bitch is exactly what he said <laughs> uh, you can look it up look it up folks i felt like i was watching nightmare <laughs> have you been watching uh um um um, um was it freddy's nightmares is that the show that's the show right that's the show yeah it's great. It's so I fun. Have it, I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, do you? It's on. Wait, it's on Blu-ray? Nope. Oh, okay. I, he didn't. <laughs> allegedly, nope. Allegedly, nope. So, and then Marcus gets ran over by Gwen because he just kind of runs out the front door. He's like, ah, fuck you guys, bitch. And then Gwen pulls up, runs him over. She's like, hey, Marcus, get in the car. And I'm like, did you just not notice that you fully ran over a person? And it is Marcus? <laughs> right, 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 right. And then Trisha walks to the side of the car, 
shoots Gwen in the head. I was like, oh, fuck, she means business right now. Just went right after it, man. And then Trish kind of, like, brings them inside, corners them with the gun pointed at them. She's like, I fucking hate you guys, and I want my craft store. And then she's like, you know what I did, too? I killed your husband, Joaquim, because it's Joaquim with an M. He makes that apparent. Um, And then she kind of, like, turns and looks at Cal, who's over on the couch just, like, dying. Did he die? I don't know if he died. I don't think he did. Did he, like, did he die at any point? I don't know. Because she looks at them and she's like, you fucking killed Cal. And I'm like, but wait, did he? Did they? Because he did get shot and his hand is ripped off. So I think if he died, he just died. I think he just died. I think he just died. He seemed like he was dying. (laughs) Did he die, though? Like, okay, we can just talk about the end. Is he dead? Yeah. Okay, so he is dead? Oh, I guess I don't know. I mean, I assume he is, but I really don't know. I assume, yeah. Because even the way they're talking in the end, when they're talking about, like, Janine, they're like, oh, well, if Janine's alive, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I guess they don't know either. They don't know who's alive and who isn't. Right. Okay, but whatever. We'll get to that in a second. So she's cornering them. She looks at Cal. She's like, you killed fucking Cal. And then Joaquin grabs a fire poker and slams her in the face, falls face first into a furnace. I did like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. So now Joaquin turns on Cicely because they're outside and like Sam Parker's still trying to hunt them down. They're about to leave. And then he points a gun at her and he goes, she's the seventh born. She's a fucking werewolf. Because earlier he's like, when I was living in Argentina, the seventh born was a werewolf. I looked it up. That's a thing. It's a real part of folklore. Okay. I believed it. I mean, I didn't have any reason not to believe it. Well, it was just one of those things where I was like, if this is total bullshit, then fuck this movie. Like it was because it was like such a, you know, it was such a good detail. I feel like that if it was like completely made up, I, I would have been really pissed. And so I was like, I need to know if this is legit. And it is. What's going on in your head? Because I really would not have given a shit if it was complete bullshit. I wouldn't have cared either way. Because it's just that's it's it's kind of like so many of the other punchlines in this movie. It's like they're so specific, and it's like I'm. I feel like they're trying to make me think that. It has to be funny because it's so specific. I got you then. And so, like, whenever I was like, I hope this isn't just a joke. And it wasn't a joke. It's a real thing. And I was like, oh, that's fucking funny that it's a real thing. Now it's a funny joke. I still don't think it's that funny. (laughs) I really don't. I didn't think it was funny at all. I believe that it was real immediately, but I was like, I I don't care about it that much. Whatever, though. That's fine. So, right now, Sam Parker shoots Joaquin with a fucking bow and arrow. And then Finn and Cicely try to leave. But Sam grabs Cicely out of the truck and holds her hostage and points out the fact that Finn was in every area where the werewolf attacks were were happening, that is. And I did also notice that, too, because they, like, were showing all the X on the map and they were like, right. Grout Pond. And really, the only reason I remember that is because I'm like, what the f- when they first said Grout Pond, I was like, Grout? It's the most ridiculous name. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking Grout? Grout? Grow up, dude. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid. It was a dumb name. Don't name things something that's stupid. Anyway, Finn and Sam start to fight, and then Finn gets stabbed. But before Sam gets to kill Finn, Joaquin gets up and then shoots some gas tanks and then blows Sam up. And also, like, why didn't they go back for Guillermo at that point? I don't know. Joaquin. Because, like, is he still alive? I feel like he was far enough from that that he wouldn't have exploded. But when they walked away, it seemed like they were implying that he exploded, too. But I'm oh, like, yeah. wait, no. I don't, I don't think that tracks. He's dead, I guess. I guess he's dead. I'm just going to count him anyway, honestly. Fuck it. I did like the gunshot and then how, like, when he shot, it cut, like, to the mountains, like, way zoomed out. And then the explosion on the side of the mountain. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was good. I liked it. So after everything happened, the obvious was pointed out. Sicily's the fucking werewolf. The doy. Did you get that? Yeah. You got that five minutes in, right? Five minutes in. She's 
the most over top, like bubbly, like introducing you to every single character, acting like the least, you know, like red herring person because right. she's like, oh, I'm so good. This, that, blah, blah. I was like, bro, you're the fucking werewolf the whole time. Like there were a few times where I was like, okay, maybe you're tricking me. Like I only doubt, like I got her immediately, but like I did doubt it throughout the movie where I was like, okay, maybe you're tricking me. Maybe you're trying to like, you know, use the fact that she is the obvious one as you know like as a, as right. a double double cross kind of thing but when they finally revealed her and it was like getting toward the end and everyone else was dying and it was just like you know getting closer and closer to just her and him left i was like yeah it's you because for a little while they did have me on the run i was like okay maybe the whole thing is that sam didn't realize that he is the werewolf because i did suspect him for a little while too but well i think i think honestly i think the story would have been better if it was ben in my opinion I would have liked that a lot more, honestly. Like, yep. it would have, because, like, I thought it might have been him in the beginning, but I was like, no, nah, maybe not. But, like, if they did that anyway, it would have gone on long enough that, like, I did care about him as, like, the main character and did see him as the main character. That it's right. still, like, even though I would have seen it coming, it would have got me a little bit, you know? I would have liked yeah, it. Yeah, I would have liked it. But, no, Sicily's the werewolf. And James, okay, this is what I mentioned earlier. I've said it a million times. Women don't just fucking throw themselves at you. <laughs> if you... If you're not just, like, some fucking, like, <laughs> sex goddess or something like that, and you're just, like, you don't have, like, something going for you. Because this guy, he's a park ranger that just came to town who's hung up on his ex-girlfriend, who's ditching her for his ex-girlfriend, and she's still smitten over him and all over him. And she's way out of his league. Yeah, I think it's funny that she even has to go as far as to say that. She literally says. she's. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Something about, like, Something about, oh, werewolves are real. But James. Women women who are interested in you aren't. But that is why I bring this up all the time, because it's always <laughs> a surprise to the man in every movie that we watch when they're like, oh, what? You weren't actually into me? Person who's ten times harder than me, who has way more going for themselves than I do? Oh, my God. They're always so dumbfounded. And I say it a million fucking times. You should have known. What are you talking about? Should've that known. doesn't just fucking happen. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. Like, that's literally the second she started, like, throwing herself at him. Like, I mean, when she was doing it originally, I was like, okay, cool. Love story, whatever. Like, it's just like, uh, it's a love story. But, like, yeah. when he avoided the kiss with her, because we didn't mention that, but she tried to kiss him, like, really early on in the movie, like, 20 minutes, 15 minutes in, something like that. And he answered a call from his ex-girlfriend and right. then she started yelling at him and she was like oh fuck you blah 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 but then she was still going after him after that i was like that nah, no no it's not fucking happening and then we get to see the lamest werewolf transformation scene i think i've ever seen that was pretty bad i mean like at first when they first showed like when they were revealing it she was like yeah i'm a werewolf and she started like crunching her toes a little bit and it did like the crunching noise and stuff i was like mm -hmm. oh fuck this might actually be a really cool werewolf transformation like it started off like when the teaser was pretty good I would say, yeah, the first, and she kind of, like, crouches down and, like, falls to the ground, and I was like, let's go. Let's see where that $6.5 million went. I'm ready. Where did the $6.5 go? Because when I found that out, dude, I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no way, after watching this movie, that more than a million dollars went into this. I looked at the Wikipedia and shit, too, and I looked at a couple things. I, I didn't, like, look, like, extensively, extensively into this, but I feel like it's not that old of a movie, so there's not, like, a ton of information out about it. Right. It's one of those. And and it's a pretty, you know, super, like, low-key independent release. Yeah. So there's not a ton of info. So this is when she reveals that she killed Dave because he was the only postal worker, which is the kill in the beginning of the movie. We didn't really mention it, but, like, someone dies in the very beginning of the movie, like, a quick right. little werewolf attack scene. And then she howls. I bumped this down half a star for that howl. 
it made me viscerally angry. Good. Like it, like I was like, I was seething, James. I was fucking seething. Good. That was the worst werewolf howl I have ever heard in my life. The fact that they even tried to like, that made me so upset. But then there's whole there's this whole argument about like being nice versus being a werewolf, and Cicely decides to turn into a werewolf. But before she gets a, ta- a chance to like fully attack Finn, Emerson hits her in the head with a shovel, and Finn goes, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, <laughs> "You know, just being a friendly neighbor, like Mister Rogers." And then he goes, "I," and then he gets like attacked and gets his oh ass shit, beat. yeah. This is a callback from earlier because they called him like friendly neighborhood, Mister Rogers. Well, I forgot the whole movie opens up with a quote from Mister Rogers. Does it? That's the very, the text at the very beginning of the movie is a Mr. Rogers quote. Why do my eyebrows look like that kid from Scary Godmother right now? Because <laughs> you are the kid from Scary Godmother. What's his name? Balls or something? Balls, 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 <laughs> balls, balls. Perfect timing that we're almost there. Oh, fuck. So he gets his ass beat and then, I saw the sun starts playing. <laughs> Opened up my eyes. You opened up my eyes, I saw the sun, saw the sun. And then uh, Finn and Werewolf Sicily get into a fight that involves him uh, throwing axes at her, nearly getting his ass beat, and then he stabs her in the neck with, like, what did he stab her with? The Eiffel Tower? I don't know what it was. I don't know. I was literally, I didn't want to rewind it, but I was looking at it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And they kind of zoomed in on it for a while, and he grabbed it from the side of him. They're in, like, a bar. They're in, yeah, the axe-throwing bar. A A bar game or something like that, right? I don't know what it was. It looked like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It looked like a model of the Eiffel Tower. Maybe, maybe it was just a model of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> just I mean, on the yeah, wall. That's fine. So when the fight ends, Emerson and Finn have one of those like post-traumatic stress kind of conversations regarding Janine and like being or not being alive anymore, and the possibility of her making them a sandwich. And could you imagine that? Like she also just almost got killed. Her husband got killed. Husband went through all this. Killed. You almost got killed. Yep. And you're like, what if she could make us a sandwich? Just make your own fucking sandwich, dick. You're fucking libertarian mountain man. You can't make your own goddamn sandwich. Come on, QAnon shaman. Go ahead. Get it going. <laughs> I'm sure the QAnon shaman does not know how to make a sandwich. Well, don't you remember whenever he got arrested that, like, some shit went down about, like, they wouldn't, like, the prison system wouldn't adhere to his, like, strict yes. whole grain diet or some shit? His like his like pure vegan mountain right, man diet, something like that. <laughs> and he and he was like, "Fuck <laughs> you guys," which like they're like, "This is torture." Yeah, I might say in other situations, like, yeah, that sucks. Like if you like went to prison or something, and then like you can't eat the way you want to eat and whatnot. But right. in this case, it's the QAnon shaman, and right, it's fucking exactly, hilarious. Fuck exactly. that guy. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck that, that guy, guy asshole. <laughs> So while that whole conversation is happening, Cicely tries to, like, pounce. You see her kind of, like, standing up in the back, which I do always like, like, uh, like kind of just in general when, like, you know, there's a shot and you just see something getting up in the background. It yeah. did look good. Yeah. And then she gets up. She tries to pounce, but then uh, Jeannie shows up and shoots her with a crossbow, and she goes, make your own damn sandwich. And then it ends. <laughs> um. I think I'm just going to assume that everyone that I'm not sure if they died or not, like Joaquin and Cal, I'm going to assume, uh, Joaquin, I'm going to assume they died. I'm going to say, I would assume everyone except those, the final three, right? And I'm going to count Chachi too, so we have 11 kills. I want to start, like, I know sometimes I don't, I'm not inclusive of the dogs, but like. How could you not include the dogs? It's just a thing where, like, I try to just move it out of my mind that an animal died in a movie. I try to just, like, I'm like, nah, that didn't happen. Like, because I don't like it in general, it always pisses me off, but like. Yeah, the dogs count. So we got 11 kills, 10 people, one dog. I wish I wish we had an exact breakdown of how many of those kills were by a werewolf, though. 
I think it's just one. Is isn't it just it? one? Dude, it's well, just I guess one. It's two. Who's the second? Well, no, because he got shot. He didn't die. He has his hand, his hand bit off. off. I think the bullet killed him. <laughs> I yep, think the I, mi- think, I right. think the mix of the bullet and hit, hit, like looted, like hemorrhaging blood. I'm sure, but yep. like, I don't think the werewolf just killed him on his own. I think she. O- I think the werewolf only killed that first person. She said it herself. She was like, pettiness and greed. They did it on their own. Right. I mean, fucking Trisha, whatever her name is, she killed like fucking seven people. Right. And I think that's one- another reason why I kind of. It like it hurts me. The it just hurts me. Like, it's a werewolf movie. Like, let's watch werewolves kill people. That's why we watch werewolf movies. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know. Like it's but I mean, I guess, I guess now that I think about it, though, in the spirit of like werewolves within the VR game or like Among Us or something, it does come down to lying and deceit and people turning on each other. So I mean, I guess the purpose of the game is that I guess the werewolves really aren't doing much. Like people are killing everyone else. I think the purpose, you know, now that I think about it, I think the purpose of the game of the werewolves within is that it's implied that the werewolves really only killed one person. Like they kill someone in the, you know what? No, I'm giving it to this. It is like the game because in the beginning of the game, I'm pretty sure it starts out and they're like a werewolf attacked or something. And we're aware of it. Like the townspeople are aware of something. I think it's pretty much only implied that the werewolf kills like one person. Then everyone's trying to figure out who the werewolf is to get rid of them. The townspeople kind of turn on each other. So you know what? Actually... I'm going to give them that. I'm going to give them that. I think they stayed true to the game. It's still boring. It is a little boring. Like, I just don't... Like, it's it's one of those things you can just, like, say, like, why does the movie need to exist? Like, I don't want to say that, because every movie can need to exist, except for Underworld. Except and, for Underworld. I was just going to say, except for Underworld. And But it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I want to watch a werewolf movie. I want to watch a werewolf movie. I don't want to... I don't need it to be anything other than that. And I wish... I wish in a movie called Werewolves Within that it was a werewolf movie. And I guess this isn't a werewolf movie. It's just a movie with a werewolf in it. James, the top review on Letterboxd says it's from Josh. And it says, I'm biased, comma, but period. And it's five stars with a like. The director. That embodies exactly what you're t- That's exactly how everyone feels about this movie, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And I don't want to. I really don't want to make it sound like I'm hating on this movie because there's there's plenty to like in this movie. I think, uh, you know, Sicily is great. I think uh, Sam Richardson as Finn is great. He's a funny dude, so his comedic timing is on. It's just I feel like there was something magic that this movie just didn't quite have um, to make it like a a cult classic. You know, like it's just it's fine. Look, I agree, and I'm going to give you my rating. I bumped it down, but I'm bumping it back up again just because I do feel like a a lot of the time I was kind of annoyed about the fact that I didn't think it adhered to the game very well, but when I really think about it after the conversation, I think it does. So I'll give it that half a star back that I was going to take away. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think I'm kind of like with the general consensus, at least what I'm seeing on like Letterboxd and whatnot, like it's a fun movie. It's not like the best movie. It's not a scary movie. It's not really a horror movie, but like as just a movie in general, I think it's entertaining to watch. Like I wasn't, I definitely was, I know you were bored watching it. I wasn't bored watching this really whatsoever. Like I wasn't like ecstatic and going crazy, but I never felt myself like really bored. I don't think it dragged. I do think it was pretty boring in the beginning and like, you know, it was just like a lot of introduction and whatnot, but I feel like even all the introduction, them going around, like, like I said, I feel like it kind of just feels like clue. I got a question. Uh, Do you have, much desire to watch it again i think uh 
not a ton. I think I would watch it again. Like, it's not something that I would be opposed to watching it. If someone was like, hey, I want to watch Worlds Within. I really like this movie or something. Like, let's put it on as, like, background or just, like, a sitting around, like, kind of watching it, like, chilling and talking kind of movie. Yeah. I would watch it for fun, but no. I, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't look for this movie and, like, I wouldn't suggest watching it again. Yeah. Cool. So I could go three. Like, I could also, like... Sure. You know, honestly, no, I'm not going to give it that star back because if I have to think that much just to like give it like that, <laughs> if you put it that way, like when you're putting it that way, like does it have rewatchability and whatnot? I don't think it does for me, so I don't like it that much. Yeah. And if I probably looked at other movies that I rate three and a half, I probably wouldn't rate this as high. So you know what? I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with three. I like the movie, but I don't love it. Yeah, we're close. I'm at a two and a half. Um, and that's fair too. I almost like I'm damn near there. You know. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, I think it's fine, it, like, kind of like you said, if somebody wanted to watch it, I'd watch it, but, like, when it, it, that was, it was just something that I thought of, like, we usually say, like, do you recommend this, and it's like, I, I feel like I might still say yes, like, I might, I might still recommend this, but it's not like a resounding, like, oh my gosh, you have to see this movie, it's like, oh yeah, that one's not bad. Yeah, it's weird for me, too, because I was just thinking about that and, like, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend this because there isn't any, like, I don't have a glowing review about it. I don't have, like, anything where I'm like, yeah, go watch this movie because, like, usually when I'm, like, recommending it, it's because it's either really funny or really stupid or really good. I don't know if this falls into any of those. Like, it's good. And obviously, I feel like for the most part, when I rate something, like, three, I'm usually giving it a recommend. But I feel like in this situation, no, I don't don't think I would personally. Like, there's no one that I really like because we do ask the question a lot of, like, who do we know that we would recommend it to? And I don't really know that I know anyone that I would recommend this to. Like, if they brought up in conversation, be like, oh, yeah, it's a cool movie. But that's as far as I go. Yeah. So, no, I don't don't, don't recommend Worlds Within. I don't. I I don't like it that much. I do, but I don't know. Okay, I didn't make a fuck, Mary kill for this, so... Well, hang on. I will say... Hang on. I will say, uh, (laughs) for, for anyone who does like this movie, if you've watched it already and you like it, and you haven't watched... Uh, scare me! I highly suggest checking it out because there are some similarities for sure. So, and also, if you could tell James why you like the movie, I think he'd like that information. I would love to know why, because it's just like, oh, it's a horror comedy, yeah, but it's not a very funny one. I guess it's kind of funny, and some parts are really funny, but like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just like maybe I'm expecting too much out of it. You know what I mean? Maybe I, maybe I want it to be Clue, and it's just not going to be Clue. You know? Well, you said you saw someone calling this Tucker and Dale. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it, you know, put on that level. And I'm like, I mean, come on. It's not that. Okay. So you have the QAnon shaman. Okay. You have um, the crackhead, the crackhead, Trevor from GTA. And you have me. Oh, God. Jeez. I'll kill. The crackhead also has his Freddy Krueger uh, duct tape knives on. I'll kill. And he's calling you a bitch. I'll kill you. I will fuck the QAnon. You already made the wrong choice, honestly. Nope, nope. I will fuck the QAnon shaman, but he's not actually the QAnon shaman. He's the guy in this movie. No, I gave you the QAnon shaman. God damn it. I killed the I QAnon gave shaman. You the, this time, this time, this isn't a trick. I gave you the QAnon shaman this fuck time off. through okay, and through. Well, I kill the actual QAnon shaman. Uh, God, should I even be saying that? Am I going to get on a fucking watch list? For killing him? No. <laughs> I think you would get a praise list. <laughs> oh shit. Um which leaves me fucking you and and this is this is a controversial take, but I'm gonna marry what was his name? Ted Taz Crackhead Trevor. Crackhead Trevor. I'm Marcus. Gonna, I'm gonna marry Marcus. 
if for nothing else, then I mean, it's going to be an interesting ride. I might get, I might get murdered, but we'll see what happens. You know, I like it. It'll be, it'll be fun while it lasts. Oh fuck. Well, that was worlds within. Thanks, Leo. <laughs> Leo. I guess thanks. No, thanks, thanks, Leo. Because honestly, I did have this on my list for a while, and I was hearing good things about it, so I was curious. But I don't know if I would have ever actually watched it. So it is good that I that I watched it. I guess. Yeah, I'm glad that I watched it. And now for the end announcements. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/HorrorSoup for all of the bonus content, ad-free episodes, early access, all that other good stuff. Patreon.com/slash/HorrorSoup. You can follow the Horror Soup Instagram at Horror Soup. You can follow James Instagram at Night Shift Video. You can find my TikTok at Horror Soup, James at Night Shift Video. My Twitter is at Horror Soup Sucks. James isn't on Twitter. And my Letterbox reviews on Letterbox. My Letterbox movie reviews are at Horror Soup Caleb, James again at Night Shift Video. All of James' stuff is at Night Shift Video, really. He he does a little better than me. Um, send all inquiries to horrorsoupyahoo.com, twitch.tv slash horrorsoup, uh, horrorsoup on YouTube, night shift video on YouTube, and then I'm on Cameo at horrorsoup. And thank you so much to Ross Lee for supplying the show with intro and outro music that you hear right now. You heard it in the beginning. You're going to hear it again right now. And thanks to Tom, a.k.a. the Mutant Members Only Club, for also providing me with a ton of music that I use throughout the show that you guys hear very, very often. And uh, I'll see you guys later. It's just one of those days. Everything sucks. Everyone is fucked. Rubs up, baby, rubs up. Give me horror soup. Give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it horror soup. Horror soup. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl We're having a bite with creatures of the night Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it, horror soup Horror soup We'll keep you well fed It's gorgeous smell Could wake the dead Vegetable is just forgettable If your energy is low You know what to do Simply gobble on down Some of this spooky stew wine and dine A hungry Frankenstein Rubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it, grubs up Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef, I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, I'm getting full. My belly's Give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup.
can't even look after himself.